1: Yeah, when it comes to females, Cosmo ain't got nothing to do with our selection. What's up, kids? You're listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel, Factory of Sadness Cheeseman. Chad, it's Friendsgiving time, so watch. And on this episode, deal is kind of, wait for it, a big deal. Poaching gone wild in Silicon Valley, and unions just keep winning. Oops, I'm winning. <laughs> Let's do this. Uh dude. What's up, man? I don't know if you're aware of this in Europe, but it's, it's Thanksgiving next week. Oh, yes, in of America. course. No, we, we actually had
0: Friendsgiving last night. And uh, for all of you who don't know what Friendsgiving is, remember uh, that uh, you don't always have to go to a family's house because sometimes that's mm-hmm. a pain in the ass. You can just go have Thanksgiving with friends. Um, but during the pandemic, couldn't get out and do Thanksgiving, Right. So we did a yep. Friendsgiving with uh, Julie's team and it was virtual. Mm-hmm. And Amanda, who runs sales, her husband is a chef. So Chef Gabe, who lives in Washington state and is also a fishmonger, uh, picks uh-huh. and packs fresh fish and seafood in dry ice, along with veggies, risotto and a great bottle of wine and gets those packages out to everyone on Julie's staff overnight Uh then uh just like a a cooking show gabe teaches us all how to cook the meal together via microsoft teams and last night he literally Uh had a stovetop camera like from the top so you could see the whole stovetop and then you also had a chef gabe cam and he taught us how to cook a wonderful meal a wonderful wonderful meal and this to me is just another way that we can demonstrate how, if you are remote, you can be together. You can have a great time, and uh, thanks to Amanda and Gabe for once again creating an amazing night
1: with fabulous food for the team at Disability Solutions. That was that was a blast. So basically, you had Chef Gabe from the Food Network yep. uh, showing you how to cook. Fresh seafood uh-huh. uh, for Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving, yeah. whatever uh, you were calling it. So I'm guessing there was no turkey dressing right, and mashed potatoes right, on right. the on the menu. That'll be
0: happening during Thanksgiving, though. So we can get a yeah. best of both worlds.
1: Yeah, I'm shaking it up this year. Uh, the The wife is going to New York City for the Macy's Day Parade <laughs> with her with her sister and mother. Okay, uh, so it's me. My 84 year old dad, <laughs> my six year old son, and maybe a maybe an appearance for my 17 year old son. Oh, uh, you know how that works with with teen teenagers. Yeah, but dude. we're gonna do barbecue. We're gonna do. There's a barbecue place in town. We're gonna get like some ribs, some brisket. Uh, that's gonna be our Thanksgiving. We're gonna it. mix it up. Yeah. I mean, Thanksgiving dinner is pretty overrated in my in my mind. Like turkey's a pain in the ass. I mean, stuffing can be good or bad. Yeah. Mashed potato, yeah, it takes forever. Like by the end of it, the wife's pissed off. Everyone <laughs> cooking is mad. Like the kids won't eat. The kids just eat the roll, right? Yes. You put all this work in yes. for the kid to eat a roll. Uh, it just, uh, it's just not good. Yeah. So football pajamas and barbecue is going to be my. Sounds like a blast. Well, hopefully all you listeners out there are either having Friendsgiving and, or
0: a traditional Thanksgiving as well. And if you're not in the U S hell, you can still have one. I mean, we were in London last year and they, and we had Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Uh, in in london they actually had a menu that had thanksgiving meal on it so just go enjoy it whether it's an american holiday
1: or not go have a good meal and enjoy yourself yep and by the way uh we'll we'll be airing our jive turkeys episode uh (laughs) next year in lieu of the weekly show which is one of the more fun episodes i think Uh we're getting into like naughty and nice jive turkeys predictions around like this is this is our time of the year where we get to to review and, and look at the past year fun time and look at of the year. So that'll be, that'll be fun, but let's get into stuff. Shout out. That's happening today. You got a shout out for me. Twitter's
0: hiring platform. That's my shout out, baby. So let's make a deal real quick. I will start calling Twitter X. When uh-huh. they actually start using the X.com domain. Uh, because it's still on Twitter, right? So it's still Twitter. You go, yeah, you go to X, and it's it's fucking Twitter. Okay, um, so uh-huh. that sounds fair, right? But according to Adrian Carbone, who is the uh, who actually I guess a, a product designer at Twitter and working mm-hmm. on the hiring pro- platform over there, they have just unveiled how they are going to deliver jobs on Twitter. Can I get a drum roll? Can okay, you get a drum roll out there?
1: Oh, we do, baby. There it is. There it is.
0: It's job search. That's right. Uh, It's just basically they're going to have a job search on Twitter. That's right, kids. Driving innovation through 1990s basic job search functionality. How many times have we seen this go wrong? I mean, hey, let's just slap a job search on there, put a tab there that says Mm -hmm. jobs.
1: And it just, yeah. it, it dies. They should just partner with Simply Hired uh, to backfill their <laughs> job search, all la MySpace back in 06. Back in the day. Was. Back in the day. But if you back want to day. try out
0: the, the search, uh, Adrian, yeah. uh, once again, Carbone, uh, go check him out on Twitter. And he said, if you're interested in early access and <laughs> kicking the tires, go ahead and, and, and DM him. So I did. And I said, put your job yeah. search where your mouth is and let's let's take a look at this thing. So let's see let's see if he responds. Very doubtful that he does.
1: Oh, I can't wait. Doesn't I can't wait for your review of like Twitter's new job search. I don't see it happen. All right, Chad. Well, I have a triple threat down under uh, shout out for Ooh. you. Uh, so this, this is including New Zealand and Australia. And you know how much... Australia, in equal parts, scares the shit out of me and fascinates me. So here we go. So New Zealand McDonald's, they've apparently lost, launched the worst menu item since the McDLT. Do you remember the McDLT, Chad? Yeah, the hot side hot. Cool side, hot side, cool, side cold. yeah. Little known fact about me, uh, I worked at McDonald's for about a minute and I was the McDLT guy. <laughs> so I was making McDLTs back in the no 80s. wonder anyway, they failed. They're, they're locked. <laughs> no, that's true. And George Costanza was their pitchman (laughs) on the commercial. But uh, so they're launching, get this, the McSalad Burger. Now, when I read this, I thought, oh, there's probably an impossible burger on it. It's just, you know, it's a vegetarian thing. No, 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 no. It's got tomato, shredded lettuce, slivered onions, American cheese. At least they got that part right. Two pickles, peppery chicken sauce on a toasted sesame seed bun. So it's basically a salad on A on bun, a couple of buns um, for, for that. Yeah. No impossible burger. Nothing with parents on this thing, just veggies on a bun. Okay. So there's more from down under <laughs> it, it. It gets better than that. Okay. So I'm, I'm reading headlines last mm-hmm. week and I read the following headline. World's most dangerous bird emerges from ocean, stunning onlookers. And I said to myself, it's got to be Australia. And sure enough, I <laughs> open the story and it's in Australia. So the, the world's deadliest bird doesn't come out of a tree, doesn't come out of like the forest or some shit. It comes out of the ocean in Australia. That's how crazy this continent is. This country continent is nuts. Anyway, so my my triple hat trick here for Australia. Yeah. This is great. So on social media, there's a there's a show called uh, Love Island Australia version. I guess there's a version in every country, but I got a soundbite for you. You haven't heard this. No. I didn't play it for you in the green room, so you'll you'll be with everyone else that hasn't heard this. Check out this soundbite from Love Island Australia. Like that thing's giant. How many times bigger is it than Earth? Like the moon? Yeah. No, not bigger. Yeah, it is.
0: The moon. <laughs> nah. You
1: just said you're so into it and you don't know that the moon's bigger than Earth.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it is. I don't think it is.
1: It is. The moon is bigger than Earth. It surely it has to be. Because oh when you're looking at the moon from Earth, it's huge. <laughs> <laughs> And that is humans. My down under triple threat. Oh Jesus! Uh, shout out. Oh God. <laughs> Maybe when you're on the bottom of the oh earth, my God, it does look that much bigger. I, I don't we, know. We are but, getting uh, dumber yeah.
0: as as a species. The human race is oh, getting yeah. dumber as a species. Let's oh, just. Yeah. I mean, uh, we've got really really smart people, and then we've got the really really dumb people, and there's like the division is just getting so much bigger. It's ridiculous. Whew.
1: Yeah. Australia is the Florida of the Southern Hemisphere. <laughs> I'm convinced. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm going to one up you with this one. Then when, when we cut, talk about shock factor, uh, we're going to okay. uh, give a shout okay. out
1: to the HR
0: nightmare of the week. Uh, the following HR nightmare is brought to you by Celera, a global leader in vehicle lifecycle management. A video has been circul- circulating of a mass layoff via zoom not only is a zoom layoff incredibly impersonal obviously mm-hmm. but you choose not to give a shit when you have a ma- mass layoff then you don't mute the fucking mics the mics weren't <laughs> muted and all hell breaks loose plus someone records it and guess what? It finds it w-
1: its way to the socials. Go ahead and take a listen. And it finds its way on the Chat and Cheese podcast. The problem with this company, you guys have not cared about our employees at all. Automate used to be an awesome company. You guys bought us and fucked us royally. I am so disgusted. I'm the only one on this team who has tried to fucking fix everything. Good luck
0: with the billing. You guys are screwed. You should get rid of David, if anything. He has us
1: down so many times and in so many ways. He's the problem, not the people who actually do the work. Poor David, man. <laughs> David might be the problem though. She might and just I, be calling it out. Oh my god, and the HR, the 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 HR. Oh yeah. Lady who was on the call was just right. gobsmacked. Nothing she could do. No, no clue how no. to react to any of this. Oh, yeah. And it's it was like a it was contagious. Everyone starts going in. Like oh, yeah. Some of the sound wasn't good enough to put on the show, but oh, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Ouch. Ouch.
0: And, they, and Solera currently has 203 jobs open. So if you are looking for a job, I would tread lightly if you yeah. look yeah. at a Solera job. job. At- if that pops up, you just <laughs> might want to go ahead and click no. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Job at Solera. All right, Chad. Uh, the shout outs. It's going to get better. Believe it okay, or not. Good, good. Uh, you're. Your boy has done it again. That's right. Josh Burson has partnered with Sana to power, quote, the world's first expert assistant for HR. Oh, my God. Brought to you by the Job Burson Company. It's called Galileo, and it's already got a trademark on it. So don't even try to use it for anything, uh, you know, devious. Uh, It's basically chat GPT, but only using Burson's content. Pretty high on his own supply. Burson said in the release, quote, this paradigm shattering offering will change the way companies run their HR organizations and manage their people, enabling any professional to operate like a world-class expert in a short period of time. End quote. Was Josh not hugged very much as a child? I'm starting to think that he wasn't. How long before this egomaniac clones himself (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and boxes himself up to be your company's robo HR manager and puts you out of a job. Shout out to Galileo, but don't forget the trademark TM yeah.
0: at the end. That's what it. we need, more Android, like old white dudes in HR. That's that, that, That'll That change everything. <laughs> you know what you will know we'll change something? Getting free stuff. That always changes. It changes my mood. When something comes to the door oh, yes. and I've got some free stuff, agree. you can get some t-shirts, the chad and cheese t-shirts, the newest one, uh, which is uh, sponsored by JobGet. You can get a mm-hmm. big pack of craft beer by Aspen Tech Labs, you know, the guys who, who do the job sites and the spidering and all that mm-hmm. cool tech shit. Whiskey by TextKernel, two bottles of whiskey by TextKernel, And if it is your birthday, you could possibly Whoa. win some <laughs> rum from <laughs> Plum.io.
1: Can you feel the tension in the air right now? Oh yeah! I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. That's right, Chad. Another trip around the sun. And since we're not uh, broadcasting next week, I'm going to just finish out the month of November uh, with birthdays. So we got Jim Lowe, Randall Emery, Eva Zills, Betsy Chuck Norris, <laughs> Robert St. Jacques, Karen Heatwell, Michelle Palermo, Sean Lut- Lutyens, Lutyens, Valerie Doyle, John Sirio, not Cheerio, Wendy Dodd, Jason Stevens, Tony Lee, Matt Charney, Kevin Wheeler, and last but not Big least, names. Chad, near and dear to your heart, Kennedy Cook is celebrating a birthday. So happy birthday, happy birthday, yeah. everybody! Kid, What'd you get her? Kid turns What'd you get her?
0: Twenty four. I mean, I, she's living in Budapest. She's in the UK this <laughs> week. I know <mean>, what the <laughs> fuck do you do? You need to get? I mean. She's fine. She's fine. No. Happy birthday, Kennedy. Way to, way to go out there, kick ass, be a girl boss. And, uh, can't wait to see you soon. We're going to see her. She's actually going to come to Madeira, the island of Madeira nice. for, um, for, for New Year. So, uh, yeah, she's, she doesn't have a bad life, that kid.
1: Dude, she's all, She's doing all right. She's, I think she's going to be fine. I think she's going to be going to be fine. <laughs> Almost as fine. Chad is our new show. If you haven't tuned into mm. the Chad and Cheese podcast, does data with Toby Dayton of Link Up. Uh, that comes at you every month only on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash at Chad Cheese. We called it this, this month. Uh, we called it Goldilocks. Uh, things are back. You look at the markets, uh, the CPI numbers, your 401k is looking a lot better. Uh, <laughs> since we did the show, I'm not taking credit for Thank it. Thank God for us. Yeah. But some of the data was right on this month and, uh, every month we're going to look at that. And I think it's going to be great information, but check that out only on, on YouTube, just like Chad is only going to be in England next month on our travel schedule. Tell us about that, Chad. That's right. December 4th through the 6th, going to be at TA Tech
0: Europe in London. Uh, Kirsty Kelly and I will be emceeing the show. Uh, Alex Tchaikovsky is going to be presenting his latest findings on Google for Jobs. He's always coming up with shit around Google for Jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hung mm-hmm. Lee is going to be performing a brain li- uh, brain food live session. Who knows what that means, but it should, should be a blast. Uh, Adam Gordon's going to be there. Matt, that British guy, Alder, my lovely wife wife, Julie Sowash, Andrea Wade. The smart people just keep coming. That's all I'm saying. If you live in London and you don't already have a ticket, go to chadcheese.com slash events and register. Even if you're outside of London, take the train in. Take the day off. Take a couple of days off.
1: Take the train in. Come see us. Not to mention porn stars. Someone said hungly, everybody. (laughs) What are you doing, step bro? Speaking of that, let's talk a little. Oh, yeah. That's right. Week ten is in the books. Heading into week eleven, we got fantasy football with Chad and Cheese, powered by our friends at Factory Fix. Here's your here's your leaderboard. Chad Michelle Sargent is out of the number one spot, Ooh. replaced by Marcy Project Small. <laughs> Michelle Sargent Slaughter is in second place, followed by Dina Perro for Pyros, Joe Mixon Dixon, Chad Smith Sowash, Jagged Little Jill Pat- Patterson. Jimmy Dean Osner, Jasper Spick and Spaniard, <laughs> Brent, I'm Brent, I'm a low c baby, so why don't you kill me? Number 10 is Joel Rifkin Cheeseman, number 11 Dennis Tupperware and the caboose, Chris Cross, Kristen Erban, y'all gonna make you jump. Jump. <laughs> Follows out the 10 on fantasy oh, football wow. everybody. Oh <laughs> which brings us to a little bit layoffs. of layoffs. Oh, that's right. That's right, Chad. We got some layoffs. Mm. Well, it's been uh, it's been quite a car crash this year for the folks at Beamery, Chad. Uh, a little little history. In December of last year, Beamery became a unicorn after raising a Series D at $50 million. Mm-hmm. Then a month later, uh, they laid off 12% of their staff. That's just a month later. Wow, dope. Oh. Then in March, in March of this year, again, Josh Burson alert. Your boy wrote a post <laughs> entitled HR GPT arriving now. Beamery starts the generative AI revolution in HR. End quote. Uh. Yeah. Maybe not, Josh. Maybe not. Word is this week another round of layoffs went down uh, with some rumors putting the number at 35%. Uh, I asked around from one former employee who preferred to remain anonymous, of course. Uh, Quote, Beamery is not doing well. Used to work there. They did big layoffs in 22. Then a bunch of us left at the end of the year. They just dropped their West VP, East VP, Central VP left, Head of Strategic Sales left, Director of Engineering left, Sales Consulting Director left, 80% of their AEs have left. Yes, it's that bad. End quote. I asked if it was the business or the leadership, and my source answered, both. Another source said, quote, <laughs> they plan to eliminate 25% of the global workforce in an effort to reduce costs by 35%. Sales have been terrible all year, so no big surprises from the news. That's Beamery. But from a big picture perspective, Ooh. big tech continues to cut headcount. It was reported the likes of Google, Amazon, Zillow, and Snap will continue to downsize heading into 24 analysts say it's most likely connected to an uncertain economic outlook snap co-founder and ceo evan spiegel is apparently pushing a quote hardcore work culture end quote by the way chad any thoughts on beamery or big tech layoffs yeah, I think we, we saw this ship sinking, the, the, the
0: beamery ship sinking. We've been talking about it for, for a while. They, again, mm-hmm. and you say it all the time there, you can take too much money and they did take too much money because it forces you to spread the TAM. It forces you to do a lot of things that you wouldn't regularly do. And unfortunately, when, when you take the kind of cash that they took, it's it doesn't always work out well. We're going to talk about Google more here in a few minutes uh, in their mm-hmm. new designs, as I believe that they're shifting talent needs towards sexy, large language models, you know, Bard and Gemini. Um, Ian Schur, a, a tech reporter and analyst, pointed out that uh, some of the layoffs aren't always related to economic issues. Companies may have a division or products mm-hmm. that are no longer viable. So they decide to cut those jobs. Or to my point, they're ramping up hiring in different areas. We saw this with uh, not Google for Jobs, but all the other Google platforms that they had on TA. They had an an applicant tracking system. They were doing these different APIs. And then they cut all of that shit because they needed more resources over in cloud. This kind of thing is going to happen, especially when you are outflanked. And they were by OpenAI and chat gpt so a lot of this doesn't surprise me there's going to be some ramping up of hiring in some other areas
1: i have nothing to add except for the fact that i was uh critical of beamery i think a year or so ago mm-hmm. and our buddy matt uh adam gordon welcome to all things scottish <laughs> our slogan is if it's no scottish it's crap Mr. Gordon gave me a hard time about my criticism of Beamery. Well, really? it looks like I might be getting the last laugh on uh, <laughs> on the Beamery question, Adam. Still love you, though. Still love you, though. Topics! All right, let's get into it. Here's a headline for you, Chad. OpenAI's new weapon in talent war with Google, $10 million pay packages. Ow. End quote. The recruiting fight between OpenAI and Google is growing fiercer as OpenAI proceeds with an employee share sale that would nearly triple the startup's valuation to more than $80 billion. Its recruiters are courting top artificial intelligent employees at Google with millions of dollars and a message. Join us now to lock in a stock package at the current valuation of $27 billion and benefit from the impending increase. As part of their pitch, open AI recruiters have claimed researchers would have regular access to computing resources, including the specialized chips staff rely on to run experiments and develop new techniques for AI models, according to people with knowledge of the claims. Chad, we talked about American Airlines poaching UPS pilots to the tune of $250,000. Jump change. But this takes poaching to a whole new level. What are your thoughts? Put your money where your
0: AI is, baby. Um, So uh, a quote, a quote from the article in October, OpenAI leased nearly half a million square feet of office space from Uber in San Francisco. However, some employees have moved in the opposite direction from OpenAI to Google, indicating that the talent wars are just warming up. We're going to see especially these huge titans when it comes to technology, they're going to be fighting over the just top talent. If you've seen the Blackberry movie, if you haven't, you should watch it. This is something that is is really interesting because you see Blackberry at one time going after talent with these huge $10 million packages, right? The only difference was they were post-dating the, uh, the they stock. Broke the law. Yeah, they broke the law. <laughs> big difference there. But still, I mean, Damn it's one Canadians. of those things. This isn't something that's new, right? You, you start to pull in big talent because you you want to change the world. There are so many people in the world that can actually help you do that. And I'll give you a quote from the movie. He said, uh, I I thought we had all the best uh, uh, engineers in the world here at BlackBerry. And he's like, no, I said we had all the best engineers here in Canada.
1: Take off, we were doing our movie. Don't wreck our show, you hoser. These guys are going everywhere. Got to love a good BlackBerry uh, reference. So if you were on the fence about AI being the future, well. Wake up. Everything this might make you commit to to the fact that it is uh, the future. Look, do you think back in the early 2000s, Google wasn't poaching techies from Microsoft, Oracle, and whoever else. With the promise of stock riches, uh, the, the difference is Google didn't necessarily break the law or didn't break the law like BlackBerry did. Uh, now they're getting a taste of their own medicine. Frankly, yeah. um, look, this is some Sun Tzu shit. You know, when your enemy <laughs> is is when you're fighting Goliath, you know, you got to be quicker. You got to have a faster, you know, stone coming out of your gun or whatever uh, the analogy is. But this is how the game works. And applause to OpenAI for playing the game. O- on a side note. AI giveth and AI taketh away. There was a, a story in the Financial Times this week about how much uh, generative AI has impacted freelance workers in the content creation space. Yeah. Um, let's just let's just say the picture showed a a cliff dive uh, in terms of, of of revenues and opportunities for people in the gig economy to find. Uh, that works so it works both ways. I have kids on the cusp of college and I'm doing my best to make sure they don't get AI'd out of existence, <laughs> making sure they take the the right road. So the the winners the winners will win big time and it looks like the losers uh might lose in equal measure. Uh but this shit's just just starting to heat up. Wait till Facebook gets into it, wait till Amazon, wait till China starts, you know, poking around, Europe could get involved. Like this shit's just starting, and uh, a lot of people are going to get really, really rich. It, it reminds me a little bit of the the 90s and the the, the rush for developers and people who could code yeah. and be webmasters. I remember visiting uh, the headquarters of a company in San Francisco, and there was a, a nice Porsche 959 uh, in the lobby oh, Jesus. that when people would come in for, re- for interviews mm-hmm. – they would see this and be like, "This could be yours if you just join the company today and last for ninety, whatever it was. Last for a year, you get a free Porsche." So that's 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 the kind of crazy shit that we're going to see going forward. And I'm here for it, baby. I'm here. Very
0: for Very boiler room, yes. And I mean, uh, if I mean, if the kids are, are good with their hands, plumbers, carpenters. HVACs. Yes, I don't know what to do with my hands. If they do know what to do with their hands, then guess what? There's still going to be jobs that, that are out there that are going to be AI proof. Good luck to all the rest of them. And hopefully That's they don't right. come after podcasts
1: anytime soon. Like Elon <laughs> says, the laptop class is living in la la land. And escalated quickly. Elon. All right. All right. Well, well from uh, one big deal to another one um, deal that's d e e l yes. last valued at 12 billion dollars has hit 400 million in annual recurring revenue a senior sales director at the startup said last month up from a pace of 295 million in january according to a story in the information this week in case you missed it deal reached 295 million in annual recurring revenue By the end of 2022. So that's less than a year that they've had the increase. The company's co founder and CEO told TechCrunch at the time, and that was up 417.5% from 57 million in ARR achieved at the end of 2021. So we're doing the math here 57, 295, 400. Uh, Deal says it has been profitable since September of last year, and they claim a profit margin of 85%. They claim over 15,000 customers, including Nike, Subway, Reebok, Forever 21, one of my favorite places to shop, Shopify, (laughs) Dropbox, and Klarna. The information highlighted a growing rivalry between Deal and Rippling. Chad, you know what's coming Big deal, little deal, or no deal—the big deal.
0: I mean that they're obviously pulling in the cash, and the funny part about this is you might remember two HR Techs ago when we were we were laughing at them because they had a little ten by ten booth at HR Tech, right?
1: <laughs> it, I forgot about that. Remember that yeah. they
0: had a little ten by ten booth, and then mm-hmm. Eightfold had this humongous fucking spaceship, right? And uh, yep. yeah, we we see where they're going. Looks like that spaceship might have a, a hard landing, but. Uh, we we've talked about the stupidity of return to office movements but it's still gaining momentum so here's a question deal is a platform that helps manage remote contractors so how is deal killing the game right now does that mean that the future of remote work is contract work is return to office only prominent in the us or is return to work just a
1: mirage
0: because Deals numbers are not a fucking mirage. So, so what's happening here?
1: I think that I look to the commercial real estate market mm-hmm. and news around that to kind of uh, get a clear picture around this from what I can tell. And we've talked about New York city. We've talked about, you know, some other bigger cities mm-hmm. doing really well in terms of commercial real estate people, um, you know, refurbishing spaces, some making it apartments or lifestyle places where you work, live shop, whatever. But, the cities we should probably be worrying about are the Detroits, the Clevelands, the Pittsburghs. You know, in terms of going back to work there, I do think there is uh, certainly a global remote uh, work, the ability or the the need to have you know payroll and benefits and understanding the tax structures and everything else that goes on in employing a global workforce. But if you want to have a global talent pool, you have to have remote workers. You can't just have people in Bangladesh, you know, move to uh, Boston uh, that easily. So uh, remote work may not be what we think it's going to be, but it is going to be a part of the world. And we're starting to see who's going to win in this space and who isn't. I mean, I think when we, you and I were real curious when we had the the unicorn parade oh, God. Uh, a couple of years ago of like, who was going to make it, who was going to come out of this, who was going to yeah. uh, thrive. And I think it, we're starting to get some clarity around who who is going to be the big winner and who isn't. And just looking at things like either news stories or maybe insights on LinkedIn in terms of headcount, deal, rippling and remote are all doing very well mm-hmm. um, in on uh, multiple uh, parameters. Yes. Now, the ones that are the ones that are stabilized, maybe you know, just being really smart with their money. You have got the paradoxes. The fountains continue to do really well. Yeah. Um, fountain, to your chagrin, is is holding pretty steady. Uh, we'll see if that ho- continues to hold. They have a lot of money to keep the keep the lights on for a while. Yeah. And then you look at who are the losers, and I think you know oyster. Layoffs that we talked about them recently. Um they seem to be challenged. Velocity Global uh out of Denver seems to be struggling a little bit. Talent.com, we talked about some big layoffs there. Pretty much the whole job board sector, if it's not declining, it's it's barely sort of keeping its head above water. Uh but the unicorn slaughterhouse and who's going to be you know big made into mince meat starting to come come to clarity deal is going to at least at this point look like one of the winners now i think both of us are are super interested and excited anticipating the ipo flood that should eventually come with the deals the personios the high bobs the the atss that we know and love mm-hmm. that is going to be really interesting and who doesn't have the s1 To go public and what's going to happen to those companies at this time, it looks like the oysters, the talents and et cetera are going to be uh, on the chopping block in the IPO parade of unicorns that get steered into the slaughterhouse and not uh, not the fun house. Yeah,
0: I'd really like to dig into a, a lot of these companies because the go to market obviously is different from company to company to company. And it would be nice to dissect the differences between what happened and where. I mean, that to me is the, the most important. Talking about Velocity Global, that's out of the U.S., right? Um, mm-hmm. You've got a deal, you know, out of Europe. I would say intrinsically, remote is going to be big in Europe, right? You've got all of these different mm-hmm. countries and then you need workers. So you need that EOR system in Europe. And that's a great way to start and then to be able to expand over into the U.S., uh, just through your portfolio, just through through wallet expansion. So we'll see. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's the case, but we we shall see. It'll be interesting to
1: dissect. Yeah. The, the information also highlights the impending rivalry between rippling and deal. And <laughs> if you look at both of those metrics, yeah. uh, they're really, really similar. Uh, but yeah, your, your point about taking too much money, and we know what happens when you take too much money. 60% of the time, it works every time. All right, Chad. A little RTO news, which we've uh, had quite frequently lately. Can I interest you? Can I interest you, Chad, in higher revenue growth in return for autonomy as a worker? I'll take a it. new report released this week by Scoop, a company that compiles data, completed an analysis of remote work policies and revenue growth at 554 public companies done in partnership with. Boston Consulting Group. It found that the average public company that gives employees choice over whether to come into an office outperformed on revenue growth over the past three years by 16 percentage points compared to companies with more restrictive policies. Companies with fully flexible policies achieved a 21% industry-adjusted revenue growth rate compared to only 5%. For those with more restrictive policies, mandating office attendance. Chad, your thoughts? So, scoop. This is kind of you think it's kind of like biased information, just because it's
0: you know it's what scoop does, and they want to push their Mm -hmm. push their platform. But if you take a look at the data, public companies, they do have they do have a great point, right? And not only that, but they have data from uh, policies from seventy five hundred companies, so they can see the trends from a much larger. Data pool, um, but then they get uh, obviously even, even more more data around the public companies, which I thought was amazing. Um, but remote and hybrid, as this is kind of like coming to fruition, all means fewer commutes, which is less wasted windshield time and better for the environment. More autonomy, uh-huh. employees feel like you're treating them like a fucking adult. Uh, Greater productivity because I don't have Jeffrey barging into my office every 10 minutes with a new meme he wants to show me. Uh, And we've Mm -hmm. talked about this for like the last few weeks. Diversity, expanding your talent pool outside your norm gives you more diversity and allows women to manage their own damn day. So let's face it. We need more women back in the workplace workplace. How are we going to do that? I don't know. Maybe give them more autonomy over their damn day, right? If they're mm-hmm. we've got to focus on performance. And all this equals to higher revenue growth. I, I think they do have a point here. They there there is, you could see possibly some of a little bit of a bias, but it's not black or white, but this is a lot of good damn data that pushes toward at least a hybrid structure and starting to provide at least a little bit more Mm -hmm. autonomy to the workforce because they're adults and you pay them because you trust them. And if you don't trust them, that's why you manage them. And if you can't manage them, then that's your fucking fault.
1: Mm -hmm. Dare I say sexy (laughs) data, uh, Chad, in case you missed it, this also, uh, this week, 41% of workers would rather quit than return to working in the office full time. That's according to yeah. poll results released from our friends at Monster. Yes, they're still around and doing surveys. <laughs> uh, if, you're, if you're keeping score at home, and Chad highlighted this, fully remote work means greater productivity, helps the environment with fewer commuters pumping CO2 uh, into the air, improves diversity. Brought in the talent pool, as Chad said, improves your brand and increases the number of candidates who actually apply to your job. Sounds so good, we know right? that from LinkedIn postings. Yeah. And now, now we're adding growing proof that it means higher revenue growth. So other than that, remote work kind of sucks, I guess. <laughs> Some more. Some more numbers, <laughs> some more numbers from the monster poll. Yes. <clears throat> These are fun. Uh, 66% say their overall mental health and well-being is improved working from home. 58% have increased focus due to reduced social distractions. 47% have reduced stress from avoiding a toxic work atmosphere. Maybe those are some of the Solera uh, workers that we heard could from be, earlier. 67% say their growth opportunities are not limited By working remotely, 46% say that working from home actually improves their work relationships. Sure, 43% feel more energized when working remotely. So a lot of the numbers around remote work are looking pretty good. So if you're an employer on the fence of what we're going to do in terms of hybrid, full-on, back-to-the-office or remote, you might want to take a second look at remote if you are negative on it at the moment. And from remote work... (laughs) To some people on the job, we got some unions, union news. On the heels of the UAW win against the big three Las Vegas hospitality unions negotiating for better pay and benefits struck a historic tentative deal with Caesars Entertainment this week, averting a 10,000 worker strike. The proposed five-year contract promises wage hikes, health care and pension support, reduced workloads and advocacy for non-union workers. Talks continue with MGM Resorts and Wynn Resorts impacting some 25,000 workers amidst expectations for significant pay increases. The unions represent around 53,000 Vegas-based employees. Meanwhile, SAG-AFTRA's 118-day strike with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers has ended, yielding yielding a billion-dollar deal addressing AI threats, streaming, and actor rights reshaping hollywood in the process but wait chad there's more tesla tesla faces worker strikes in europe particularly <laughs> in speed and challenging the company's refusal to negotiate collective agreements experts think european union successes might influence u.s organizing efforts you think you think chad so much so much union winning Oops, winning winning Your thoughts.
0: The last story we just talked about, remote work. This is all power to the people. There's a huge shift Mm -hmm. in the union side of the house. Hell, we're talking about non-union workers who are getting the UAW bump, right? And you'll see the same thing from the Vegas hospitality. Anybody who's not a part of the union, they're going to get a bump. But what do you think that's going to make them think about? Should I join the union? Toyota, Uh 9% bump. Should I join the union? Maybe I could have got more. Should I join the union? You take a look at Tesla after, you know, Elon's bullshit in Sweden and Swedish Tesla workers are on strike, but even better, dock workers are refusing to let Teslas into the country in solidarity. Why? Because they're like, you know what? That might not be my job. I might not be a Tesla worker, but they're a worker just like I am. Right. And that's the thing in the U S what we've done is we've put focus on this rugged individualism and it has exploded finally. And I think we're finally getting to the point where it's like, Hey, I can actually feel your pain. And I understand that that could be me for forever. We've been like, well, sucks to be them. Right. That, that that is a term that we use regularly in the U S sucks to be you sucks to be them. Now you've got to understand they are you. Right. And that's exactly what Sean Fain, the UAW and all of these unions are doing. And to watch us as a society um, become more, again, individualists has really Mm -hmm. splintered our trust in just about everything in religion, in in politics, in friendships, in family. Right. If we get back to that, to understanding that, hey, look, this is us together as community. We can fix those things. And I mm-hmm. feel like, and I'm hopeful, I'm very
1: hopeful that this is the road to fixing those things. Go unions. All right, all right, all right. By the way, in every every boardroom in the world, they're saying, how quick can we get the robots up and running? How quickly can we get the robots up and running? Look, we knew this would be contagious if if the UAW could pull this off, and they did, uh, to my surprise, maybe less so for yours Unionizing is the new black, baby. If you go, if you go to Google and search uh, unionizing in the news section, mm-hmm. uh, everyone's using a unionizing. Restaurant workers, rail workers, healthcare workers, hell, there's a lighthouse workers <laughs> union percolating. <laughs> for goodness' sake, still like, lighthouse workers. you know lighthouse work. Lighthouse workers is a thing, right. and they're unionizing. So wow. this thing is going to be like all the rage uh, going forward. Employers, companies are obviously freaking out. What do we do? How do we, how do we nip this in the bud? Um, how do we get robots to take these jobs as soon as possible? Uh, which again, goes back to the uh, $10 million payouts for AI uh, that, uh, that open AI is paying people because companies are going to want to replace these workers as quickly as possible. But for the time being, If robots never happen, if AI never happens uh, to take certain jobs, like there are going to be people getting paid and it's going to be the union workers that are cashing, cashing in big time. And then we're going to have universal high income. (laughs) That's right. Thanks, Elon. (laughs) Thanks, Elon. Speaking of when we come back, it's the all Elon closing. All right, Chad, from oral sex last week to Elon Musk uh, this week. Sorry about that, everybody. (laughs) Well, speaking of unions, The Fifth Circuit Court in the U.S. of Appeals has ruled that Tesla's ban on pro-union T-shirts at its Fremont, California plant did not violate labor laws. Uh, The defense, Tesla does allow union stickers instead of T-shirts. So back to work, motherfuckers. And here's more Elon for you, Chad. Neuralink, Elon Musk's brain chip startup, garnered interest from thousands of brain implants After FDA approval for human trials, Musk aims to implant 11 people next year, targeting 22,000 people by 2030, envisioning a brain machine symbiosis, whatever the hell that means. Hungry for more Elon, Chad? Tesla is constructing a unique diner and drive-in movie theater combined with a supercharger station in Hollywood. The plan initially set for Santa Monica Ooh, that's where ZipRecruiter is. <laughs> <laughs> they will feature a two story restaurant. Also, our friend Evan, uh, by the way, 32, 32 charging stalls, movie screens, and a rooftop bar. This project could potentially signal the start of a nationwide chain of dine and charge stations for EV users. Chad, so much Elon, so much to digest, if you will. What are your thoughts? So you know what all of this is
0: leading to, right? It's it's a, a town, a company town, where Elon mm-hmm. is the mayor. Everyone eats Elon burgers. Dogecoin is the currency. Everyone has a Neuralink chip in their head. And X marks the spot <laughs> on Mars where this town is going to be built.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's all mm-hmm. coming Does to fruition. It's I all coming I'm to fruition.
1: Crazy <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So on the t-shirts... Uh, Uh, Tesla's team wear policy, uh, required employees to wear black shirts imprinted with the Tesla logo. The company said the policy was necessary to ensure that vehicles were not damaged during assembly. They thought the union t-shirts might damage, uh, the cars. That sounds like a lot of BS to me on Neuralink. Uh, nope. I got, I got nothing else, (laughs) but nope. I'm not on board with that on a Tesla diner. However, Chad, I'm in, I'm in it to win it, baby. Uh, what do you think is going to be on the menu? I have I have an idea. You ready? Okay. Here we go. Here we go. They, they're going to have a, a laptop class club, <laughs> a universal high income Italian beef, oh, and a dessert with Cybertruck sopapillas on the menu, Chad. Count me in. Thanksgiving is around the corner. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Chad and Cheese, we, we out.
0: Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chad and Cheese podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast-forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell, enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey, or just watch big booty Latinas and bugfights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt. But save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western,
1: you can't quit them either. We out.